Welcome to The Daily Word. I'm really glad that you've joined me, and I greet you in the name and in the love and the peace of Jesus Christ. And I want to, for our, our Daily Word today, I want to take us into Mark chapter 9. And we're going to begin right at verse 33, where they are returning, Jesus and the disciples are returning to Capernaum. The scripture says they settled in a house. It was almost certainly the, the home of Peter and his family. And they, um, they've been having a little argument on the way. Jesus asked them, hey, what were you all arguing about while we were on our way here? And the scripture says that they didn't answer, verse 34, because they had been arguing about which one was the greatest. They didn't want to fess up to Jesus, but this uh, kind of shines a light on our own foolishness when we want to hide things from God uh, like he didn't know, right? <laughs> right? So Jesus sat them down, verse 35 here, and he says to them, whoever wants to be first or the greatest must take the place and be the servant of everyone else. So they're arguing about who's the greatest. Well, did you see it when I cast out that demon and oh my goodness, didn't I? And when I healed that guy and, and you know, Jesus said this to me and he's, oh, I'm his favorite. You know, they're going back and forth about this. What's really interesting to me in this passage is that Jesus does not actually discourage their, decide, their desire for greatness. Jesus doesn't say, you, you guys, you, you should stop wanting to be great. You should give up on that idea. You should want to not be great. And, and it's just very interesting that Jesus doesn't actually do that. He does not discourage the human impulse toward greatness. What does he do instead? Doesn't discourage it. He directs it. He directs it in the correct path. Because there, there are two pathway, pathways to seek greatness. There is the pride-driven, ego-driven path to greatness. And we can certainly pursue that. Lots of people do. And it has to do with reputation, accomplishment, position. Uh, it, it has to do with acquisitions, with what you have, with who you know. Uh, some people uh, look for that greatness through their children because they don't feel like they were able to achieve it, but they'll try to set their children up and they'll, they'll kind of live vicariously through their children. That's loads of fun for every kid who experiences that, I'm, I'm quite sure. There are lots of ways to seek this greatness that is really about us. That pride-driven greatness is about us. Look at me and not only that, look at me apart from God. There is greatness that is contained in my being, right? Apart from God, apart from anything else, is just me. I am great. So that's one path that we can go on. And what Jesus knows, and what most of us eventually figure out, although some maybe not, what we most of us eventually figure out is that it's a hollow thing. That you can get the highest position, you can have the most people working under you, you can have the most whatevers in your collection, you can have 
the biggest house, the this, the that. You can, you can do all of that stuff to try to, to shine a light on our personal greatness. And at the end of the day, it's empty. It's empty. Or we can go with Jesus' way. He does not, he does not discourage the human desire for greatness. He directs it. How does he direct it? If you want to be great, you must take the place. You must be the servant of all. So what is he talking about? How is that greatness? Well, we are made in the image of God. That's what the scripture says. And we, and we, we know that. Even people who don't believe in God, or they say that they don't, um, people know this, that human beings are of infinite value. Just, just right off the shelf of infinite value. We know this. There's something about a human life that is of immense value. Okay, got it. Why is that? It is because we are made in the image of God. We are made to reflect and represent the God of the universe. So how could we possibly think that we were not made for greatness? But what is that greatness? When we see God in, in absolute clarity in Jesus, what do we learn about his character? Jesus says that the Son of Man, he said that he had not come to be served, but to serve. Philippians 2 tells us that he humbled himself, taking on the form of a slave, of a servant, taking on human form, becoming one of us, like us. Why? Why did he do that? He didn't do that for himself. He did that for us, to save us, to restore us to God and to restore us to the image of God, the image of God that is corrupted by our pride, by our sinfulness, to restore us so that we shine once again with the glory of God. What in the world could possibly be better than reflecting the goodness, the character of God Himself. And as you look at the character of God in Jesus Christ, we see that God is love. That God, therefore, seeks our good, right? And this, this is who we are meant to be. This is the greatness for which we are intended. And you know, we, we know this. We know this, people. Listen, you look just culturally. The people who are generous, the people who serve others, the people who are humble and kind, particularly if they're a public figure and they're like that, we, we so admire those people because we know that's the kind of greatness that we are intended, made for. And incidentally, I just mentioned this briefly, you know, there, there is consternation when we get to verses that, that talk about the submission of wives to their husbands, that there is this leadership role that the husband is meant to take, and there is great consternation. And, and my conviction about that is that there is such uh, just, um, <laughs> you know, such a, a stirring of emotions and negativity about that. There, there's such a uh, uh, hard feelings about that because we look at leadership 
we, we look at this from a human perspective. But the husband is called to love the wife like Christ loves the church. And what did Christ do for the church? Christ laid down his life. And so, men, husbands, we, as leaders of our household, we are not given some God-given ordination to, to make demands and, and push our families around and make them do whatever we want. That, that is not greatness. We, we, as leaders of our household, are made the chief servant, the, the first to serve. And so it is that we are the ones who would sacrifice for our families. We are the ones who would, who would go into danger for our families to protect our families. When there's a bump in the night, when there's some kind of noise, when there's some kind of danger, guess who needs to be out front? Guess who that is? It is the lead servant who would lay down his life for his family, right? And when we start to understand what true greatness is, that starts to make a lot more sense, right? And, and to know, and to know, yeah, God does want us to be great, but he doesn't want us to flail around doing it the wrong way, not getting anywhere, not truly becoming great. He wants us to follow the example of Jesus Christ. May it be so in his holy name. Amen. Amen. Well, until we get a chance to speak again, may God bless you and keep you.